Barack Obama's Return to the White House, a political poem. So soon, the month of April has arrived. How swift the seasonal pace is contrived to pass, yielding cruel winter to soft spring, for whose balmy advent the angels sing in a ethereal song of mirthful joy marking the return of the golden boy. From heaven's high vault does this great man descend, with terrestrial soil marking the end of his journey. What began in the stars ends on a rock between Venus and Mars. Massed at his feet upon his arrival are those who've long prayed for his revival, when in the cosmos balance would renew, and lustrous sights would bedazzle their view, when in affection the lion and lamb would frolic together and share a dram of sweet honey, the preferred drink of friends, o'er which even beasts can make their amends. Henceforth they'd relish in perpetual peace, a calm dominion of joy without cease, a land of sweet pleasure, boundless and pure, could a utopian ask for much more. And who is this God for whom they'll all wait? to whom they genuflect and supplicate, for the sight of whose smile over coals they'd crawl, to whose winning charm they're wholly enthralled. Can you guess? No? I'll give you a few hints. In the Oval Office he served two stints, to Michelle, wed, by Anne Dunham mothered, by whom he was raised, though much less colored. Between black and white he more darkly stood, two rich hemispheres combined in his blood, the pride of Hawaii, her hybrid son, of Harvard's law school, an esteemed alum. No guesses still? You'll not dare take a crack? The king from on high is none but Barack. I speak of Obama, not Christ, you fool, who wielded a hammer and rode a mule. Barack wields more power, or so it would seem, and rides on a name that might just redeem his successor. Of Joe Biden, tis said, his future is bleak, his agenda dead. Unhelped is he by the limp hand of luck, without which he's drowned like a frail, lame duck. Alas, underwater Biden remains, with plummeting poles all circling the drains. What better time, then, than now to recall Barack, by whom Joe's collapse might be stalled? Into the White House he recently stepped, up to whose dais he naturally leapt. Is there a man better fit for the stage, whose youthfulness ill contrasts with Joe's age, whose handsome presence and eloquent voice make him, not Biden, the preferable choice? There, to promote his namesake health care act, he stole the whole show with effortless tact. Referring to Joe as his underling, as dross measured against a pound sterling, Obama insulted the man. But few, if only Biden were conscious and knew that he's become little more than a joke, a stale simpleton at whom all can poke, of whom all can make light, mockery, and fun whose mind is mush, and whose race is now run.
After the speech, Biden aimlessly walked, lost, midst a group that excitedly talked of big issues, and how could they be small? Kamala Harris was there, after all. The vast breadth of her genius none can gauge, like a fat man's hunger none can assuage. Oh, stop. Off I go again to digress on the profound talent of Miss Harris. As for Joe, like a lost boy he ambled, and worse, like an old drunkard he rambled about God knows what. The letterless truant senses a language in which he's unfluent. Obama's attention he sought in vain, tapping his shoulder again and again like a querulous child needing a nap. He continued to whine and tap, tap, tap. But Barack's shoulder was ever so cold to the free world's leader who's ever so old. Never has a colleague been so aloof, nor a president such a graceless goof. In short, the entire scene was a pity. A sad note on which to end my ditty. We've long passed the point of embarrassment. The days of campaigning from his basement. The time when he was sniffing young girl's hair, regardless of whether her mother was there. The time when Hunter, his dissolute son, tossed in a schoolyard an illegal gun and then used his name with regimes to trade, by which the big guy's been handsomely paid. When he introduced to poor Tara Reed promiscuous fingers hungry to feed on southern meals. Oy, is this not too much for the gentle caress of a poet's touch? I fear that my pen's outwritten itself and my rhymes should return back to their shelf. But, before they do, allow me to say, enjoy your Easter this coming Sunday. And that is my political contribution to this week. I hope you enjoyed. Please and subscribe to this channel, share with friends, and comment below. Fare thee well from Finneran's Wake.